don't think I've ever said this uh, at church before. Maybe you guys have heard uh, stories or maybe remnants of what happened from other people. But I was married when I was here at the church and I have an ex-wife now. And I've since married again. But while I was here in my first marriage, my wife was unfaithful to me. And it was something that I never, I never talked about. I never had a conversation with other people about it. I found it important to talk to the Lord about it. And I remember something that my dad told me. At the time, I was like, Dad, I just feel so embarrassed. I don't want to... I don't want to lead worship. I don't want to, I don't want to sing. I was, I was just hurting so bad. And he made me. <laughs> he told me that I could not step down from my responsibility. And I want to tell you, thank you, Dad. You had no idea how much that, that changed me on the inside just to stand on this stage and some, sometimes people are making sounds and you're like, what is going on with her? Or what is going on with him? And you may, you may not have any idea what's going on in their life. They're just expressing their need for the Lord. And um, I just remember at the time there were a couple of songs that just really, really touched my heart that I want to sing today if that's okay with you guys. Another thing I wanted to say, I just wanted to be sensitive and, and just to, to hear what God was asking me to share today. And that I wanted to ask you to forgive me. You know, um, when I left the church, I did it in the wrong way. And I, I did not have the maturity to express to you what I needed to say at that time. And I need to ask you to forgive me. And I, I thank you for what you have invested in me, what you, what you taught me. It's, it's so valuable. I, I have been to every continent except for one. And there's nobody like you, Daddy. I have, um, I'm an observant person. I've, I guess I've been the one out of your children who hasn't shared like this. You know, I haven't spoken that much at the church. Oh, thank you, baby. <laughs> I love you. Um, but yeah, there's so much that has been deposited in me that, it, that I can share. And everywhere I go, they always say, they say, it's evident and clear that you had a good dad. I hear that all the time. It doesn't matter where I am. And I thank you for that. Um, yeah. Uh, this was one of the songs that, that we used to sing when I was here that just, that just really touched my heart and it really healed me during that time. And I, I want to sing it because as we were worshiping, I sensed that there is some unforgiveness that needs to, that you guys need to release. There's some of you that you need to release it today and to choose to forgive those who have wronged you. That is one of the most valuable lessons that my father has taught me. I think I would be probably be in jail if it weren't for my, my dad's lesson. And that's, that's real talk. Uh, dealing with um, a level of anger and uh, that comes as a result of betrayal. But it doesn't have to stop there. 
we have a choice. There was a quote that I, that I wrote down this morning as I was just thinking about what I wanted to share. Um, it says, my past has not defined me. It has not destroyed me. It has not deterred me or defeated me. It has only strengthened me. And that's, that's only the, the testimony that I have about that only comes because of a choice. And it is, it is a choice to forgive with all of your heart. Um, I remember when I, I had to leave worship and I would go through this same process, like every, every morning, every time I got here, I was just so, I was like, that's the last thing I want to do. But I made myself begin to think about something I could be thankful for. You know what, Dad? I remember the day that I found out about the infidelity. I was, um, I was in the car and I was driving about 110 miles an hour to your house. I felt like if I didn't come to see you, that I would have gotten violent. And um, I showed up to your house and I walked through the front door and I just, I walked up to you. I didn't say anything, but I just hugged you and you hugged me back. And um, my mom and my sister were in the other room at that time. And I cried so loud. My mom said her, her, the hairs on her, her arm were standing up because of the sound that I made. But in your arms, Dad, I felt secure. In your arms, I knew that I was going to be okay. In your arms, I knew who I was. I knew that there was nothing for me to be ashamed about. And I felt safe again. And I thank you for providing that love for me because it allowed me to understand the love of our Father and who I needed to run to in times of trouble when my heart was broken. And I just want to encourage you guys today that are dealing with things. And you feel like no one understands maybe what you're going through or nobody understands the capacity of what you've experienced. But there is a place that we can go to where we can receive everything that we need. And we realize our need for him. And so today we just, I just wanted to worship with you just to, to be at home with my family again. Last night, uh, how many of you had the privilege and the pleasure of being at Bishop Johnson's birthday celebration? It was a wonderful, masterful event. If you missed it, oh my goodness, it was a party in the building and you missed it. It was great. Uh, one of the things, one of the most special things that happened uh, last night to me was uh, every time I get to tell my story uh, about how my, my heart was towards my father and the places where I was, uh, places where I was uh, mentally, uh, spiritually, uh, I was disconnected. There was a season I was walking in my life where I was disconnected from God. And that was because of things that I had in my heart that I just couldn't get right you know usually when you when you turn to when you when you're refusing to turn to God or if there's some some uh, if there's an interruption between your communication with God sometimes it's, it's, it's one or two things it's either rebellion or immaturity not knowing how to relate or or a refusal to relate to God and uh, there were some places in my life where I had I needed the Lord's help but there was some blocking 
some blockage I had because of rejection. There was some stuff, some strongholds I had on my life. There was some rejection and there was some uh, uh, fear I had in my, my heart face, facing who I was. And, um, and I needed someone to be Christ to me, to help bridge that gap. And my father demonstrated Christ to me by coming to get me. He came to get me. And I think that was the place where, where it clicked for me. When he came to get me, it changed my heart and my mind towards my dad. And I was able to see the love of God through him. He was persistent. And, uh, and I just needed, I needed someone to come after me to get some things right. And to be able to communicate with God how I needed to communicate so that I can see myself how he sees me. See, at first I used to look through the eyes of how I used to look. And that was through a broken image, through a broken, broken uh, view. So my viewpoint was distorted. It was perverted because it was, it was broken. I had a broken image because of the, the rejection and stuff I had in my heart. And, uh, and when the Lord healed me, and when my father, when my father came, in to, came to get me, it helped me to see that he still loved me no matter what I, I, I was experiencing, no matter what I was going through. No matter, no matter what vice I had turned to, the, the, and I say it, I'll, I say it a hundred thousand times, the, the drugs and the, and the alcohol and the, and the depression and the lust and all that stuff that I had, I had going on. When he came to, to get me, that he demonstrated love to me. And, and, and that, that love is what has me standing right here telling you that I am dedicated to God. I'm dedicated to Jesus Christ. My life belongs to him. My purpose is to serve God and to be who he's created me to be and to do what he's called me to do. I don't care where you go. I'm going to talk about my Jesus because I believe and I trust him. And today, there are some of you who just need the love of Christ. You need, you need someone to, to tell you that it's okay that, that those broken places in your life that you've experienced, those, those places where you've, you've been rejected, those places you've been hurting in your heart, that, that today there's a grace for those things, for God to touch those things. Or maybe there's some conversations that's been tough for you to have. If you can relate to any of these things, I want to ask you to do something. Can you do me a favor right here and be bold and stand to your feet if any of those things affect you, where you're at? Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Healing is here today. Healing is here today. There's a, the healing presence of the Lord is here today. He's here to heal. He's here to restore. He's here to lift those heavy burdens. He's here to help you uh, to get past the things that have been hard for you to get past so that you can go on and be and do what God has created and called you to be. Can you stretch your hands toward them right there? Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus. God, for the blood that you shed, God, for our healing, God. You were broken, Lord Jesus bruised and your blood was shed for each and every one of them and father I thank you Lord God that today Lord God that you would heal them by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ in their heart Lord Jesus and heal them in their hearts Lord God thank you for healing their thoughts Lord God their conscious and, and unconscious thoughts God I thank you Lord God that fear would be broken off of their life right now by the power of the blood of Jesus and I thank you Lord God that a spirit of love God and a spirit of joy would enter them right now in Jesus' name. Lift your hands before God right there. Saints, lift your hands. Spirit of the living God, thank you for breaking every curse off of her life. Everything that the enemies tried, God. All the things, God, that the enemies got that he's tried to keep her captive with. Satan, take your hand off of it. His vessel in Jesus' name. Not another day of torment. This ends today. Healing be her portion in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Lord God, for healing her body, Lord God. Healing her mind, healing her emotions, God. Concerning the things in the past, concerning the things that tore her heart and broke her heart, God. Lord, restore, God, restore. In Jesus' name. It is so. It is so. In Jesus' name. You will satisfy. So funny if you guys can't, you guys haven't figured it out right now. We're just being sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. And that's just an invaluable thing that has been imparted to us by our Father that we've learned. While my brother was talking, I began to, to have a memory of a, a situation that just happened in my life. Um, I was driving my baby to the dermatologist, and it was her first time being in the back seat without her mom being there. Her mom had another appointment, and it was just us, you know, in the car for the, the very first time. And she was crying so bad. She did really well in the, the first 10 minutes. <laughs> And then she started to cry. And I was, I almost hurt my shoulder because I was reaching back just to try to touch her, just to try to give her her pacifier, just to try to feed her some milk, you know, from the driver's seat. But I had to get her to the doctor's office. And um, in that moment, I began to see myself. And it was a picture of my relationship with the Lord. And he was telling me, I'm right here. Even though you cannot see me right now or you don't feel me right now, I'm right here. And I kept telling her, I'm right here, baby. I, I'm, and I had everything that she needed. But it was a picture of the immaturity of just areas in my life where things didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to turn out. They weren't going the way that I wanted it to go. But God just, he ministered to my heart in that moment. And he just began to speak to me and he said, son, I'm here with you and I have everything you need and I just need you to have peace. And maybe there are some of you who have come with a similar issue in your heart this morning. Maybe it's something that, um, a thing that you've been praying for and you haven't seen the answer yet. And you're waiting and you're tempted to get frustrated and your emotions tend to go up and down because you cannot see the hand of God where it needs to be right now or the, the tangible uh, result of what you've been praying for. If that's you today, I want you with boldness just to, to stand up. If there's something that you're believing God for and you need him in your life right now and you haven't seen it. I love living wide. Yes, God. So I just want to pray for you right now. you would just stretch your hands to him. Father, we just want to declare today with everything within us that we trust you. And there is no one like you, God. Oh, Father, we just lift you up, God, above every circumstance, Lord, that is being presented to you in the hearts of these people, Father. Things that they haven't seen the answers to yet, Father God. I just ask that right now, God, that every spirit of doubt be removed in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for touching them from the top of the head, Lord, to the soles of their feet. Lord, that the gift of faith would begin to stir up in them right now in the name of Jesus. And right where you are, would you be, just begin to open your mouth and to speak over those situations. Just to begin to speak 
and give voice to the trust and the faith in your, your own particular situation in your life right now. Just begin to tell them, God, I trust you. God, I trust you with all of my heart. I'm not thinking about what I see anymore, God. I'm not thinking about what I feel, God, right now in this moment. But God, I choose to give my whole heart to you, Lord. I might not understand what you're doing in my life right now, but I know that you're working in me. I know that you have a purpose, God, for me. And we thank you for it today, God. I just thank you, Lord, for the spirit of God to, of peace, just to come and fill their hearts right now, God, that they would leave with confidence today in their hearts. That we would just leave encouraged today, Father, because of the time that we spent together, Lord. And we thank you for these things. In Jesus' name, I pray. Church, you love your church. It's absolutely amazing. Um, you know, our plan just uh, it, it, it didn't happen like we like we planned it. But that's all right, isn't it? I don't mind following Jesus. I don't mind at all. We do have a couple of things that we that we needed to do. Um, Today, all month long, we've been celebrating my father. Um, the first week we celebrated him as uh, Flynn Johnson, the businessman. The next week we celebrated him, Bishop Johnson, the apostle. The next week we've, we celebrated him, Bishop Johnson, the marriage master. Uh, and this week we celebrate Bishop Johnson, the father. And um, it is my absolute honor to be named, um, to be the first to live and come through you, Dad. It's the coolest thing in the world. Um, I don't know about you, but the Lord uh, speaks to me on the way to the bathroom in the morning. Does anybody else <laughs> speak, did the Lord speak to you like that? He said some pretty interesting things to me, especially the last couple of weeks. I want to wait to the bathroom. I'm like, Jesus, you don't talk to me in the bathroom? All right. So on my way to the bathroom, um, got in the shower, and I don't remember what I was thinking about, but the Lord, the Lord said to me, if I would be married by now, I would not have my father's anointing. And something that I have despised for the last 10 years became precious to me. Because I know that the, the confidence that I have with which I wield the communication of the word of God comes because I have had the opportunity to just hang out with my dad. If I know anything, it's because I sit very quietly at dinner tables and meetings, gleaning from the potency that oozes from your shadow. And I have been the one honored on which your shadow has cast. And I am confident because you are my father. It's the dopest thing in the world. Uh, lately, last couple of weeks, um, it's kind of intensified. I have a scheduled weekly appointment with my father. And um, it's real cool. Um, we, we hang out and we don't do much talking, but just being with him and watching him is causing me to become the straight arrow in his quiver. And I'm going to hit the target, Dad. 
with everything that's in me, I'm going to be as straight as you say that I am. Check this out real quick. I want you to see something. Uh, Kenny, you got me real quick? I want you to see something. But I want you to hear what my daddy says about me at the end, all right? Because I want you to hear what my daddy says about me really quick. So once the sound is up, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Straight as an arrow. Straight as an arrow. I'm going to hit the target, Dad. Because being your daughter is making me straight as an arrow. It's good, huh? It's good. So uh, we're going to move on just a little bit. And... Uh, Man, well, we had a couple of things to do that we didn't do. Okay, all right. Well, we have our marching orders, if you would. Please welcome my sister, my little sister. Hey, she, did she look good? This <laughs> good. Jump right on in. That's what Johnson's do. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Toya Johnson. I am the wife of... That's why your mic not on, because you over there showing out. <laughs> I butter his biscuits, I salt his roast beef, all of those things, yes. Don't turn his mic on. <laughs> oh, I am yes, he does. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, I am here this morning to honor my dad. But unlike Tiffany or Christopher or Matthew, I don't have the Johnson blood running through me. That's not how God saw fit to put me in this family. They don't refer to me as their daughter-in-law, even though the law is what binds me and Christopher. They call me their daughter-in-love because that's how I am in the Johnson family. And coming here, whew, I was a whole lot of rough around the edges. <laughs> and I'm all right with that. But I'm also learning to be flexible, bendable, moldable, lovable, caring, giving, open, transparent, and I learn all these things because I have a dad when I don't have a dad. And I always have a heavenly father and I had one when I came and I believed in the Lord and I knew him and all of those things, but it wasn't until I got before my dad that I found out really how a girl is supposed to feel when they're with their dad. He has taken time with me. He has been kind to me. He laughs at me. He laughs with me. I can even make him dance every now and again. But it's one thing that I found the most precious was my own, my biological dad loves, loves, loves flowers. He's like a botanist. He knows all kinds of things and all these kinds of things. And he always would, you know, drop little nuggets about, oh yeah, you know, don't eat that flower and, you know, don't touch that one and all those things. He knows these, he has these book things. And I lost him a couple of years ago and we were on vacation and it was like a no-brainer. Dad just swooped right in to dad mode. He, we found out that my dad had passed. I was sitting at the table. I had strep throat. I was sick. 
and dad was like, okay, we're on our way to Tampa. And I was looking like, huh? Because, you know, this is their vacation too, and this is their time, but he jumped right in. And then a couple months after that, Siani had a field trip, and she's like, oh, you know, we're going to the botanical gardens. And so we went to the botanical gardens, and dad was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, I, you just, you know, dad, you know, poppy, you want to go to the botanical gardens? He's like, yes. And we go, and he's all engaged, and it's a whole bunch of kindergarten and first graders all over him because, you know, Siani's all like, that's my poppy. And, ooh, and they're like, oh, poppy, we want to go with you. And we end up with a whole extra crowd of kids because poppy's there. And then afterwards, we got in the car. And the Lord was like, see, he never left. And I was like, what? So I called my grandmother in Tampa, and I was like, I miss my daddy. And she said, oh, baby, what happened? I was like, well, I went to the botanical gardens, and I saw these beautiful flowers. And even though my daddy has taken me around, you know, the neighborhood to see beautiful flowers, I had never gone to such a beautiful place. It was just flowers everywhere. I was like, but I had dad with me. And she said, well, then you didn't skip a beat. Yeah, but I miss my daddy. And she said, but baby, God has given you a new daddy. And how sweet is that, that he would go with you and he would have that moment with you. And I was like, oh my God. So I called, I called dad who half the time, you know, either butt dials me or something, but he didn't answer, so I left a message on his phone, and I just said, thank you so much for sharing that moment with me. And I can never thank you enough. It's a pleasure to be a part of the family, to have the Johnson name. It's tough sometimes to carry the Johnson name. It's work. God, it's work. <laughs> But sometimes whew, I have to call on the name of Jesus. <laughs> pastor Mike McClure and I want to represent on behalf of the related pastors. We honor you today for your birthday. Um, but I want to personally thank you for helping me become a man. Um, I remember... In May, my wife lost her dad, and he was or has been the only man that's been consistently in my life for the past 27 years, um, and I had to eulogize him. And I remember my wife and I were in a restaurant, and we were having dinner with our son, and someone came up behind us and put their hands on our back, and it was you and Lady Carolyn. We, didn't, we had no idea that you guys were in town. We had no idea that you guys were coming. Um, but that blessed us. And I stood that day, and my son talked about how that was the only grandfather he knew. Um, and um, it really struck something in me because I realized on that day I was eulogizing someone who had been a dad to me. But I also realized that the Lord had given me a new father. And I want to tell you, I love you. I don't know where I would be without you. You are really my father. And I'm so thankful that you are in my life, that you and Lady Carolyn both, whenever there's something going on, you two are the two that I come to. Because my wife and I and my kids called you Aunt Grandma Lady Carolyn and, 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 and Uncle Grandpa Bishop. Because that's what you mean to them. And I want to celebrate you today. We love you. We bless God for you. He wanted to go last. He's so jealous of me as your son. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Bishop, on behalf of Todd, myself, and all the related pastors around the country, outside the United States, Africa, and Canada. Uh, we want to tell you we love you. 
and I was sitting and my mind was somewhat reflecting and taking a retro intro prospective view of what you mean to all of us. And I began to think about that word father from the Hebrew pater, P-A-T-E-R. <clears throat> well, we get the word pattern and the word paternity. And I can see in that where in the spirit realm, you help us all become men. And that word pattern, I was reminded of a story of one of my old mothers that I grew up under. She couldn't always afford to buy new clothes. But in Birmingham, we had a store called Kroger's. And she would get what's called Kroger sacks and cut them open and would lay them on top of material. She would pin the material to the sacks and then cut around the edge. And whatever the sack was, that's what the material became. And you being our potter, our paternity now, our pattern, the Lord began to show me that as long as we stick with you, we will become what he wants us to be. But just recently, Bishop, I was reading something, and Todd, this is so beautiful, man. I ran across the word, and I love words, but I ran across a definition for father. And I had never seen this definition before, and it really just blew my mind. Man, it was uh, the definition for father, and we know it being, we know it priest, and we know all that, we know bridge, but this definition I never saw before, uh, it literally means he who decides. He who decides. And, and yeah, and then for son, it becomes he who depends upon he who decides. And man, that thing began to blow my mind because I realized that we can depend upon the decisions. Not only that you have made, that you are making, but those that you are going to make. And myself and Todd and Brother Mahoto and all the pastors around the country, we want to say thank you for being a trustworthy man of God, God's own theos anthropos, that we can depend upon what you decide. And I thank you so much for being your oldest spiritual son. Walking with you the longest and how so much closer you and I really are. But I, but I serve you, I serve you, I serve you. I want to thank you for when Todd get on your nerve, you allow me to be the one you call. I thank you so much for when Todd won't go home you can get away with me and have a good time I thank you that you don't have to do all this counseling and praying and <laughs> but on behalf of the related pastors we want to say we love you and we thank God for you so much man Bishop we love All the pastors and friends who stayed. Pastor Helena, you don't have to stand, but she's over there in the corner. Uh, the Barringtons are here, and their twin brother you're not seeing double. <laughs> He's here, and uh, we have uh, Pastor Todd, of course, from Virginia. Vicki and Matt, of course, came, and they're friends from mainland China. Uh, who's over here hiding? Ah, yes. Uh, Joy and Debbie, this is uh, T. Garlington's family over here, her son and daughter-in-law, in love rather, daughter-in-love, because she's a daughter-in-love too. And where's Dee Dee? Back there, oh, there she is, way in the back, that's her, their other daughter. So thank you, all of you. And there are some others, those of you who decided to just come be with us to celebrate today. Those of you who are friends of the ministry, I'd like for you to stand as well. They're, they're spotted throughout. Look, babe, some of them that came and stayed, we appreciate. Thank you so very much. Good to see all of you. Um, 
Yes. Did he stand? Look, I, I want him to stand and turn around because some of you hadn't seen him in a long time. Bishop Raphael Green and his wife Brenda. Yes. All right. Have we served everyone that needed to give tithe and offering? They're still raising their hands back there. All right. You stay and uh, we'll let these two speak. Timothy LaCroix. You remember that face right there? Tim has, was sent to South Africa representing Metro, of course, and he is a Bible teacher and a right hand of Bishop Mahoto there. And I'm going to let you, him tell you how long he's been there. And he has a few words for Bishop. And then I'm going to ask Bishop Mahoto to close us out. We're finished, right, after this, Tim? Do we have anything else? Say it again. Say it again. All right. Bishop Raphael, he wants you to say something, too. They have to go and catch a plane, so I'm going to let you go first. How about that? <laughs> Give him a hand. As a, has brought our brother back to us. Good afternoon. It is an honor to be here today. We had to be here. Um, when I met Bishop and uh, Lady Carolyn, I was uh, 21. Tiffany was uh, three months old. Uh, our group from Oral Roberts University came to sing at Lee College, and there was this great couple singing before we got up to, uh, to minister, and as the Lord would have it, we ended up in their apartment that night, and we stayed up to about 2 or 3 o'clock the next morning laughing and uh, like we'd known each other for 20, 30 years. Uh, the thing that I really wanted to say today is that I appreciate you as well for so many things, but especially for your transparency. For your, for your transparency, for your honesty, for your integrity. And uh, from the very beginning, I just really admired your sensitivity in God. I don't know if that is supposed to be something that's really treasured, but it has always been for me. I believe that the voice of the Lord is the most important thing you can hear. And uh, you've, you've, you've been a man has demonstrated so much of what so many have said, but in my own personal life, God has used you, sir, to show me the importance of being open and honest and transparent and sensitive to God. I often say when um, they've come to St. Louis, one of the main reasons why I wanted to get married was because up close and personal, I saw them. I wanted a pretty wife like you had a pretty wife. And I wanted a strong wife like you had a strong wife. Someone that would speak into my life and be available and help me to walk out what God called us to be and to do. So I appreciate you both. We love you, Brenda and I love you very much. And we're thankful that we're able to be here today. I'll say this and go. Uh, PMAC is, um, yeah, it's, it's coming back. And, uh, you've been in, when we left, um, we didn't know we'd be gone as long as we have been. There were many, many things in my personal life that I've had a chance to share with you privately. We just had to pull away, and I knew you would understand because you've always honored priorities and relationships, but I want to get the business finished that the Lord put us together to get done. We love you very much. Love you. Good to see you guys. Safe travels. Thank you. Thank you. As greetings to you all. Thank you, Pastor Raphael. Greetings to you all today. It's been a great weekend. We really enjoyed it. And um, 
I have been at Metro City Church since June of 1986. And now I have been in with Bishop Mahoto in South Africa for five years. And thank you for your prayers. It's been very, very great to whenever I come back to support. But I just want to say that with you, Bishop Johnson, that um, for about 20 years, I would say day and night, you asked us, kept asking us to pray that God would give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation. And so to me, our prayers were answered with the many sayings that you have. Um, I would even call them proverbs almost. And so um, in South Africa, when I teach in the Bible school, I find myself frequently quoting you, <laughs> many of the things you've said to me, to us. Um, but personally, there are two, about two that, um, of your sayings that uh, have really helped me, and I just, I'm just going to share them. One is, it's not about not sinning, it's about hating sin so much that you rarely do it. Wow, that, that has helped set me free in so many times. Another one is God's grace is to make you successful is greater than your ability to mess it up. <laughs> oh, man. Because uh, we have a way of just self-destructing, right? When we're just... There, there's success, and we just mess it up. <laughs> so those were two that I want to say they're a treasure. They're treasures to me. But there's one saying that you said that was very unusual, and some might even say it was rude, crude, and socially unacceptable. <laughs> but if you understand the context, you were speaking to us, and you were actually speaking uh, self-deprecatingly because you didn't want us to be putting you up on a pedestal. And so you humbled yourself that day, and I've ever heard a man of God say in my life because it was, hmm. he had nothing to gain by that except to lower himself in our eyes. So I just, I was just. <laughs> Thank you very much, my father. We got to hear from this couple over here before we leave. We can't do it. You can sit, but we got to hear from you. <laughs> Hello, family. I cannot put into words what it means to be with you on this occasion. I, I wondered probably every other day, am I going to be able to make this, Lord? I, I got to be there. I got to be there. I'm putting one foot in front of the other by faith, by roller scooter, my Lamborghini, <laughs> whatever. But I am going to be there. I have to be there. And I am so honored. It was in the mid-70s, was it, that we met? Somewhere in the mid to late 70s. And we knew right then that God didn't just cause our paths to cross. He caused them to come together and continue. You know, you cross paths and you each go a different way. But ours didn't. We continued with our own diversity, but in a, a bond of unity that God can give. I have admired you too for as long as I've known you, and I bless God for you. I want to say this too. Thank you for encouraging an entire church, an entire network, and all across the country to pray for me when I needed it most. Thank you for that. Thank, because of that, I am able to recognize the season I'm in in my life and let God make the best use of this season 
as he has with the others. It's an honor. I don't think I have anything beyond that because they don't make words that are good enough. Okay. Good morning. Good afternoon. Wow. Our memory goes way back when in the days of evangelism when uh, my wife first came to Atlanta and came to Atlanta Metro, met you all, and then we were invited, got them back to the she brought the team. And there was a very, very special uh, connection there. And our relationship has been one of give and take, exchange. Uh, there, were thi there were things we grew from one another. And, and one, of the, one of the things that as we transitioned from, from evangelism into pastoring a, ch pastoring a church, Wow, and um, I remember, yeah, yeah, and you all came and shared with us, and one of the things I appreciated so much was the lesson that you taught on covenant. God is a covenant-keeping God, and if we're going to do anything for God, we've got to learn to be a covenant-keeping people. Covenant, the real proof of covenant is what we're going to do when we don't see eye to eye. That's the real proof of covenant. And one of the things, Bishop, I've always said in the body of Christ, as we pastored, we got a lot of message, but not many models. And I thank God for the model, the model that, that, message, that, that matches the, the message that you have proclaimed. Have we missed anyone that desired to give, tithe, or offering? All right, point your hands this way. Let's bless this offering and tithe. Thank you, Father, that the windows of heaven are open because of your promise, because of what you have spoken. Thank you, Father, that you will now begin to bless those that gave because you spoke it, you promised it. And I now bless this offering and all who gave in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone who agreed said? Amen. Amen. Welcome Bishop Mahoto from South Africa. Good afternoon. Well, I know some of you are already worrying because you know when I stand up here and preach, I can take two hours. But let me assure you, I'll take the shortest time that I've ever taken in my life. It's really an honor to really be in this celebration. When I first met this couple, I was going through tough times in life. That was way back in 1996. We had just built a ministry back in South Africa, which was flourishing. Within two, three years, we had over 3,000 members. The ministry was doing great and wonderfully, and uh, during that time, because we were not anticipating that growth or rate of growth, thought I'd come to the U.S. and get some kind of help uh, with my wife, and we just here for something like two months. an American mic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, while we were gone, I took one of my associates very close to me whom I had sponsored to go to the college and get training. And um, we left him with the church. And little did I know while we were gone that he was going to influence the whole church against us. Going back after two months, everybody had turned against us. To cut a long story short, we lost every member. We were left with less than 15 members, including children. Can you imagine from a membership of over 3,000 something to less than 15, one five. I was hearing a 
and when I learned that some of the men of God were involved in that uh, split, I was even, even some people that I had was paying, I was actually looking up unto. I, I was really hurt. I felt like this is the end of it. I don't want, to, I don't want anything to do with the ministry. And I was bleeding. I didn't know what to do. I remember when I was just about to resign, my wife said, quitters are not winners. You better just stay in there. Stayed in. That, was, that happened in 1995. Uh, stayed in 1995, the whole year, not doing anything as far as the ministry is concerned with those, just keeping the 15 people, just coming to church, just maintaining what else was happening. And during that time, I think it was in 1996, I got a sponsor to come to New York. Somebody had asked me to come to New York. I was going to minister there. And while I was there, mm, a friend of mine who used to go here, Michael Jones, called me and he said, you need to come to Atlanta because I want you to meet somebody. This person, I don't know why, but you need to meet this person. And I tried to reason out and said, Michael, I'm not going to come to Atlanta. I'm not here in New York. I didn't buy any ticket. He said, I'm ready to pay for your ticket. You need to come and meet this man. And of course, he bought it, cut it long. So I came to Atlanta. That's when I met Bishop Johnson. Remember, we went to this restaurant. We're sitting across. As we were talking, remember that time, I didn't want anything to do with men of God, especially the older ones. So here I am. I'm sitting with this old man again. But the spirit of God said something. He said, this is your father. I just knew it, that this is my father. I remember when I left, if Bishop, you still remember, I said to you, can you please cover me, be my father spiritually? And he looked at me and he said, I'm not going to do it now. If it's of the Lord, it's going to happen. But if it's not of the Lord, it's not going to happen. And he left me with those words. I went back home, flying back home, feeling that I've got a father. But I was praying in my heart and said, let it happen, Lord. And definitely it did happen. And Bishop Johnson and Lady Caroline have been my parents since then. I've never seen men and a woman of God who loves people in spite of their weaknesses. They don't love you because of, they love you in spite of. And I'm really indebted to them. I'm really, Bishop, you are my father. Not only are you my father spiritual, I consider you as my father in all areas. Even when situations go bad in my life, you would always speak like a, I mean, father speaking to a son. Thank you so much, Bishop, for covering me. Thank you so much that I can go around the world boasting knowing that I have a father like you. And I pray that God will give you even more years. Uh, we have a saying back home, there's these little cars they call the Volkswagen, the, 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 the small ones. They always put up the sticker at the back and say, when I grow up, I want to be a Mercedes. <laughs> Bishop, when I grow up, I want to be like you. You are a real father. And thank you so much. That's why I had to put everything aside. I say, I've got to be here. Put because you're such an important person, you and your wife, Lady Caroline. Thank you so much. And we love you from the bottom of my heart, the bottom of my heart. I love you. And my wife said hi. She couldn't be here because we just started the school. So she's running as the administrator, the principal, teacher, and doing all that. But she has passed her love to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All over the building. Come on, Stan. It's time for us to go find that chicken. You didn't get it last night. Uh, Yes, grab your things around you, okay, and um, do me a favor, and those of you, we have, listen, uh, there's always something happening at Metro, right? Something to look forward to. Guess what? Our next major project is Joseph and Mary, and it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be upgraded. We have new actors and actresses. The music has been revamped. We're going, it's not going to be here at Metro. It's a new venue. Everything is going up a notch, and those tickets are on sale outside. So make sure that the people in the house get theirs because they're going to begin to sell them throughout the city, all right? And 
people are going to start buying tickets. So there are only a certain amount of VIP tickets. Make sure that you get yours. Catch the hand of the person standing next to you. Father, thank you so much for a grand celebration for an entire month. We appreciate you for giving us Bishop Flynn Johnson. Thank you for every person who has attended, who has given, who has flown, who has driven, every sacrifice that's been made, all of the wonderful um, people who have worked tirelessly to make this celebration a great one. We appreciate you. We appreciate your presence. Now we ask for your traveling mercies for all of these who will be returning home and for us that are going into the city of Atlanta to find chicken. Would you bless us? In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. <laughs> Hug your neighbors. Make sure that all the people who visited get plenty of hugs from you. <laughs>